What's going on, good people? Welcome to season two, episode 20 of Serendipity Podcast. Having a beautiful time. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today. Oh, yes, sir. Please join us for a great conversation about preference, purpose, and path to fulfillment. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Be sure to share, like, comment, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate your support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, good people? Welcome to season two. Episode 20 of Serendipity Podcast. I'm Inc. I'm Oak. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know what I say. I can't pull a pine for barking down, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? used to say, man. Yeah. Everything's all good. All Ready good. Ready to move forward. Ready to move forward. No pressure. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? Hey, man. I'm good. Oh, man. In your words, man. If I was any better, we'd be in heaven. That's <laughs> sure what they enough. say. So. Well, I'm good, man. You just celebrated a birthday, didn't you both? Yeah, man. Other year around the sun. Celebrated a little birthday, man. So How was it? It was good. It was good, man. Just right. thankful, man. Thankful to see it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But it was good, man. Felt a lot of love. And so it was all good. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, man, you know how we do it. We finna start it off with one from uh, D Sugar Boo. And the quote card reads, if you can find a path with no obstacles, it probably doesn't lead to anywhere. If you can find one with no obstacles, it probably doesn't lead to anywhere, doctor. You know, it's, it's almost kind of, to me, self-explanatory. If you ain't mm-hmm. going through nothing, yeah, you ain't going to get that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You got to go through something. You got to go through some type of uh, struggle in order to to accomplish something. Like, And it can be something as simple as, uh, like I may ask ask a cat, hey man, what's two plus two? Mm-hmm. It's like four, right? So with young people, you don't know that two plus two is four until you're taught that two and two is four. Mm-hmm. So before then, it was a struggle. It's a struggle to grasp the concept. Maybe when you're three, maybe when you're four, maybe when you're five. Because if I say take two and add and to add two to it, so they'll take two and they'll say two three. Mm-hmm. So in their head, two plus two is three. Yeah, that's the struggle. And then once they come through it, two plus two is four. Oh, okay, they got it. That's on the very most infantile level. But when we're going through things, um, it's just that simple. As simple as two plus two is four. Um, but when we first think about it, two plus two is three. Mm. If it's two, if you already know two plus two is four, you need to go on and figure out some more mathematics. Yeah, there's no. It, it serves you no purpose. You got that base. So if there's no, if you don't struggle for something, if you're not um, pressing for it, if it doesn't stretch you, if it doesn't push you outside your comfort zone, then there's no growth, mm-hmm. right? So the only way in which you are able to growth is what I call like you have to kick the can down the road. You're kicking the can down the road. Like every time you get to your threshold, like I can't go no more. I can't do anymore. I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to give up. Or I'm just ready to plateau out right here, mm-hmm. right? If, if when you get to that place and if you stay in that place, then there, there will be no growth and everything that you get after that won't be fulfilling. No doubt. The fulfillment comes in being able to break through. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you haven't gone through something, gone through an obstacle, then you just it's almost like you're spinning your wheels. Yeah. And I find, you know, I've, I've found myself in that, you know, throughout life in those situations is you get comfortable, you get on a plateau mm-hmm. and everything is cool. 
but it's it's like you're putting out, but you're not receiving back. Yeah. So we're not functioning in the law of reciprocity. The functional uh, functioning in the law of reciprocity is when you're you're putting out something, you're supposed to get back something. Mm-hmm. The only way you're gonna get back something is you push through something. You push through an obstacle. You walk through the storm. Absolutely. Then on the other side of that is your growth. That is your fulfillment. The growth is the fulfillment in and of itself, not something uh, exterior or esoteric. It's inside. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I think about it almost as if a rites of passage. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're trying to grow into something or you're trying to accomplish something, the adversity, the opposition, the challenge, and the uncertainty. That's the rites of passage to accomplish or become the person that you're striving to become. And so that's why I love the quote by Dr. King that says, you judge the true character and caliber of a person, not by where they stand in times of comfort and convenience. You judge the true character and caliber of a person by where they stand in times of challenge and controversy. Mm -hmm. Because I believe like when you're really trying to accomplish something or become something different, there's supposed to be challenges present. It's supposed to be opposition present. It's supposed to be adversity present. Right. When you're really trying to become something different, every next level of my life demands a new version of me. It's supposed to be challenges present, right? Like if you just can become the same person over and over and over because no obstacles, no opposite, you ain't growing. Okay. You're regressing, right? I firmly believe in the thought process every single day you either becoming better or you becoming worse. Like I mm-hmm. firmly believe at the end of this day, I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to regress a little bit based upon decisions, choices, challenges I face, how I respond to them, how I view them, the perspective that I have about them. But also, oh, I often think about what are you doing with the challenges that have been presented to you? Mm-hmm. How are you using them? Because I think that's the next step. And that allows people to get through things a lot quicker. Right. right. Can you use the things that have been dealt to you? Right. To add mm-hmm. value to environments that you go into, to add value to people's lives. I think in the Bible, that's why it's so important when it says we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I ain't trying to preach to you. But what I'm saying is we all have stories and experiences that make us great. Yes. Right. We mm-hmm. all do. That's why when you hear somebody share their story, it can give you chills. Mm-hmm. You can be like, man, that's incredible. Like, that's why it was so hard for me to speak. Yeah. Right. I just looked at my life like my life is my life. Everybody got a story. Everybody got. Ch- I never thought about it in a way to where it's like, man, I could go out and share my story. I just looked at it as this is my life. I know other cats that got experiences. And when a cat was like, "Nah, you looking at it wrong. Like you thinking about just you and what you went through. That's cool. That's one way to look at it. But mm-hmm. I think when we look at it from a different perspective, the quote says it. Sometimes you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Right. We step back and we look at the big picture and we figure out just by pressing through and using challenges, it could serve as a source of encouragement to the next person that may identify with the situation, challenges, adversity and opposition that we've been dealt. For using sure. it. For sure. You know? I receive it. I receive it. Yeah. Um, and then it pushes my thought process to um, the next level of maturity is to ask for the storm. Mm. Like not necessarily. Not necessarily waiting for the storm to come or being able to respond when something happens. Yes, that's that's growing from being the little bull in the pastor to being the big bull in the pastor. Mm-hmm. But when you become the old bull in the pastor, you understand, let me ask for these places of growth. Let me ask the universe to send a storm my way. Mm. 
because the universe is going to know. God is going to know the exact storm that you need for you to get to the next level. When you get to a place of asking for it, now we're walking in a whole nother level of maturity. You made me think about something when you said that. It said, um, like, when you ask for strength, does the creator just automatically gives you strength? Or does he present you a situation that he know if you respond to him in the right way and use him in the right way, it will automatically allow you to inherit strength? Yes. When you ask yes. for wisdom, does the creator just give you wisdom? Or does the creator present situations that if you handle them the right way, it will give you wisdom, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what that made me think about when you said it. I'm picking up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got you. Yeah, because right now, like, um, we have I just got, we just got word, you know, we for like oh, what, over 9,000 followers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So deeply appreciative. No doubt, gratitude. Man. No doubt. Right. y'all. What that says to me is that there are 9,000 people out there who are, are understanding that challenges are going to come and they have to figure out how to walk through those challenges and become better people and to increase the lives of them, increase their lives, but also the lives of people around them. Mm -hmm. But now the press is for those 9,000 folks, ask for the storm. That's we pressing for a new level of uh, growth, a new level of maturity, right? A new level of understanding and being so that we can impact and, and influence the world exponentially. Absolutely. Right? We want to get outside of just our immediate circle and really, really uh, affect the universe. Yes, and I think one of the ways in which we do that is pressing our maturity to the next level and continue to do it. That's good, yeah. man. I, um, I want to get your advice on a quote. Oh, it says, um, don't trade your purpose for your preference. Hmm. Don't trade That's your you, purpose. Doc. Don't trade Talk your purpose for your that. passion. Well, first off, what, what I understand about your passion or passion or anyone's passion is um, those are the things that that we signed up for, right? It may not always be the things that you like or the things that you love or the things that you want to do. For instance, we have responsibilities. Yes, sir. We don't always want to get up and go to work. We always don't want to, you know, uh, complete the honey-do list. We always don't. There are certain things in life that you, you don't want to do, but on the backside of it, you're going to get the benefits from it. You're going to get a paycheck. You're going to get something, right? Yes, sir. Those are responsibilities but the catch is those are things that you signed up for mm -hmm. right you signed up for your preferences yeah and in some cases they are responsibilities in other cases there's just leisure time whether that's going to work out going to shoot ball whatever those things that you genuinely like to do your purpose i always i, I like to think of it like this your preference is your assignment that you gave yourself something you signed up for your purpose is what god signed you up for mm. why you were sent here why you came through your uh your mother's womb and the the objective in life is to make your purpose and your passion, I mean, your purpose and your, your preference the same thing. For instance, if you have the responsibility of uh, going to work today, the purpose of you going to work is not necessarily the paycheck, is how you're going to influence someone's life, how you're going to impact someone's life, or how someone is going to impact your life. Yes, how are we going to be made better as a result of you going to this place? Mm-hmm. As a result of you fulfilling your responsibility, as a result of you walking in your preference, your purpose is supposed to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Right? That's good. So there's not a either or. It's just a yin and yang. Yeah. 
They go together. If Absolutely. I'm walking in my purpose, then that is my preference. If I'm walking in my preference, I'm going to find my purpose. That is what I'm out seeking to do, to find my purpose in this passion, in this thing that I chose to do. Absolutely. So if I chose to be a photographer, I've chose to be an artist. If I chose, you know, to be a rapper, if I chose to be a singer, we see it all the time. They, the ones that really, really are successful is when they're in it to, to fulfill the purpose of giving something to their fans. Absolutely. Not necessarily the fame that they receive from their fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, um, the part of that that I love the most probably is, um, when you said that's what you signed up for. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I remember telling athletes, like, Man, like you acting like somebody's supposed to reward you for going to class, man. You know what I'm saying? You acting like somebody's supposed to reward you for showing up on time. You're supposed to do that. That's what you signed up for. When you got here, that's what you signed up for. When you said you wanted to become whatever it is that you aspire to become, it's certain things that come with that that you signed up for. And when you do it, stop acting like you at the double tree and you want somebody to give you an oatmeal raisin cookie. Yep. Right? For doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to work hard. You're supposed to dedicate yourself to something. You're supposed to be committed to something, not the shallow stuff, the concrete commitment, the commitment that says, can mm -hmm. I stay true to what I said I would do long after the mood that I've set it in has left commitment, right? Being committed to the process of what we're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what we're doing. Like that's what you signed up for. And so if I signed up for it, oh, the catch is I ain't looking for some reward. Yep. I ain't looking for some external pat on the back. I signed up for it. And so if I signed up for it, first and foremost, I got to know what comes with it. But by knowing what comes with it, I have to be in a space and place to where I'm ready to receive it. Yes, that's the, that's the part. Being in the place to receive it. Yeah. And the it being the fulfillment, the gratification of being able to do it. Not what doing it uh it's going to give you in return. Absolutely. Right? The, the, it's, again, just the process. The process of doing a thing got to mean more than the product of doing it or getting it. It has, it has to mean more to you. If not, you're going to flame out. Mm. If not, you, you're going to quit. Quit, Going to quit. I ask them the question all the time. What's more important? What you acquire or who you become? Mm -hmm. what's more important what you acquire or who you become right like what you chasing what you want right it's like i used to say to cats all the time cats would come to me and talk about speaking right they would say man i want to speak i want to do this thing I'm like all right great why you want to do it and to the cats that would always say man i can make some great money i'm like that's true very true yeah but if that's the only reason you're doing it if you got to compete against a cat that's doing it for the purpose of doing it, the mission of doing it, the passion to be able to impact someone's life. They love what they do. They're true to it. Mm -hmm. They're going to annihilate you every time. Yeah. Not because when it's all good, when you're in a room of 5,000, you good. You on the stage, you see the folks, you good. Right. But if you never get to that point and you got to go in the room when it's 10 people and you thought 5,000 was going to show up, you're going to question your purpose and you might quit. Mm-hmm. But the cat that's doing it for impact and really about the business of, man, I get to touch people. I'm really about it. Yeah. When they walk in there and it's 10 and it was supposed to be 5,000, they like, man, I love this. 
Let's go. That's you saying, man, I can't wait to teach math. Somebody got to see me when I teach math class, right? Being true to it. What's more important, who we become or what we acquire? And most people do it because of what they can acquire. And that's all good. We ain't knocking that. But what if you looked at it and said, what is this going to turn me into? Mm -hmm. Right? What is the process of chasing this going to turn me into? It's like when Kobe said, I was chasing perfection and excellence. Even though I knew I would probably never catch it. But just the fact that I was willing to chase it, I would defeat most of my opponents because most of my opponents would never chase something that didn't have any guarantees attached to it. Chasing perfection and excellence, even though I knew I would never catch it. But he had the courage to chase it because he knew what it would turn him into. And most cats wouldn't even go down the course to chase it because it didn't have any guarantees attached to it. And and that's the trick. Ain't? That's the mm. trick. The trick is... Uh, we've been tricked, Duke, Hood wins. Round them up, let them straight. Because <laughs> Hood win. Um, because we have been been sold the bill of goods that what like we'll say, uh, what you want to major in? Uh such and such. You know what cat may say art. Yeah. Don't make no money in art. Yeah. Or somebody say, uh, you going to school? What you going to school for? I want to make some money. You don't make. You ain't gonna make no money going to school. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, "Okay, I, I want to be an entrepreneur." Why you want to be an entrepreneur? So I can make some money. Mm. No, you want to be an entrepreneur so you can help impact and control your environment, mm. to control your community, mm. to be an influence, to make things better, to impact mm. your surroundings. That's yeah. why you want to be an entrepreneur. Yes, Talk to him, oh, right? To That's that. why you want to be an they entrepreneur. You want to go to school so that you understand mm. the who, the what, the why, and the hows so that you can impact your surrounding. You can impact your community so that you can place a trailblaze for the ones coming behind you. That's sort of why you want to go to school, yes. not for what is going to uh, yield you at the end. Yes, sir. What it turns you into in the becoming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. That's, that's your why. Mm. If that's not your why, it's going to fizzle out. Mm. Right. So what Kobe understood, what the great ones understand is you got to you're always going to be guaranteed success. You're always going to be guaranteed fulfillment when you're doing it for the process and not the product. If you're doing it for the product, then it's a hit or miss. Yes. But when you're doing it for the process, when you're doing it because it's in your heart, when you're doing it because you got you're doing it for, for compassion and passion and you're doing it for somebody bigger than you, uh, not necessarily bigger than you, but more than you outside of yourself. Come on, man. You're going to be successful. There's mm. no way you can fail. That's the promise that was made for you to be born. Mm. Mm. That's <laughs> the that's the contract that was signed in blood. Yes, sir. Mm. When you do it for something bigger than you, when you do it for something other than you, when you do it for an impact, when you do it to make sure that you're good and that others are good. The number one thing, folks, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. If you, uh, if even if you don't know what your purpose is, right? Mm -hmm. I will offer every day you go out, be cognizant of who can I help today, yeah. who can I love today, yeah. right? Who can I, who can I nurture today? Mm. And in turn, you're going to get nurtured. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say it like this, bro. Um, last week, last I think it was Thursday night, whatever. I called my mentor, Lorenz, uh, out in LA. So it was about 1 o'clock. So I knew he was about winding down. He saw the phone. He picked up the phone. I was just calling to check on him because, you know, he just lost a very close loved one. He's going through some things, helping out his family, helping out his dad. His sister is 
is really going through in terms of health issues and whatnot. So I was just calling to check on my mentor, like, hey, man, you know, you're good. I didn't talk to him in January. I saw him in December. We had this long conversation, and he poured into me. Yeah, I was telling him, like, some of the things I got going on, and it, it brought me back to my college days when I would just go down to his office and uh, and uh, working out. You know, he was our trainer, and just the way he would pour into me. And he did that uh, other night, right? And he was like, "That right there, what you when you called to check on me, and where I where he was saying where I was and what I needed, I needed you to call me so I can pour into you, and mm. that is what poured into him." It's mm. good. Mm. It wasn't like I'm calling, "Hey man, I need this advice," and no, I'm calling asking him how he's doing. Yeah. And then in turn, with him pouring into me and, and 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 guiding me and encouraging me and lifting me up and and making sure I'm good, he literally said, "Hey man, me being able to to talk to you, knowing you receive what I'm, you know, what what I'm putting down, you picking it up, that is what gets me, got me excited now about tomorrow." Mm. So, like, oh man, that's the reciprocity. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's how it works. Because I, I, my intention was to give. Yeah. And as a result, I got. Absolutely. Yeah. It ain't rocket science, man. No doubt. You know, we all graduated middle school. We can figure this <laughs> shit out. You know, uh, we was down at, at the shelter probably, probably like two years ago, two Christmases ago, uh, my sister's house, um, right around the street from Patchwork Studio. Mm-hmm. And we down there doing like a um, like a Christmas brunch, and uh, we bringing different stuff in, clothing, got a whole little crew with us, and food. And a lady came downstairs. She had a daughter with her, and so she asking questions. She joking with her. What type of chicken y'all got? Y'all got that Publix chicken over there? You know what I'm saying? She joking. We just having a good time. And um, I never forget, man. After she ate, you know, we cleaning up. And she was about to leave, and she said something that I think is the essence of what you just said. And I never forgot it. She said, you get what you give in life. She said, so keep giving good energy. You get what you give in life. And that's so true, man. Like, when you said get up and look for somebody to serve, look for somebody to add value to, you get what you give. Yeah, right? You give off yeah. the right spirit. You give off the right man, energy, man. man you I'm give off you. trying to be a blessing to people. You're going to get that I'm back. Telling you. I'm telling you. You're going to get that back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you give and pour into somebody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Pour, but again, we're being cognizant of it. We're being intentional about it. Mm -hmm. That's that's where you're going to find your purpose. Absolutely. Because now you're opening yourself to receive from the universe. Then the universe is going to guide you and direct you into where you're supposed to be. I'm saying if you don't understand where you're supposed to be, just give to somebody. That's all. That's all we're saying. That's why we say put your feet on the floor. It's a simple process. Yeah. Put your feet on the floor. Step out. Give life a shot. Give today a shot. And you give today a shot by helping somebody, pouring into somebody, nurturing somebody, listening to someone, mm. listen to people, right? Nurture people. It might be something just as simple as, hey, man, I, I can't, I don't even know what you're going through, yeah. but I can just give you my energy right here. No doubt. No doubt. And the way that may save a person's life who may be about to go to the bathroom and just turn up a bottle of pills. Yeah. You never know. You okay. know what I'm saying? And it's not yeah. your place to know. It's your place to do. Mm. Say that again. It's not your place to know. It's your place to do. Mm. Do. Mm. Care about folks. Love folks. Nurture mm. folks. Commit yourself to That's folks. Strong. Listen to folks. 
Do heal the folks. That's strong. Cat asked my uncle Jake when I was young. Go, we was coming out the convenience store, and there's a gentleman looked to be homeless, and he was out there, you know, asking cats, "Hey man, can y'all spare something?" I never forget my uncle Jake gave him a few dollars. There was a cat standing like not far, and he was like, "Why you did that? You know, he probably just gonna go up there and get some drugs or get a beer or something like that." And my uncle said, "It ain't my business what he do with it. I did what I was supposed to do." It was on my heart to give it to him, so I gave it to him. It yeah. was my heart to judge him and say, hey, what you about to do with that? Right. It was my heart to say, hey, man, I know you probably about to do this, but I'm going to still give it. It wasn't, it wasn't in that space and place. I did what I was supposed to do. I got the resources and the means. I'm doing it with the right spirit. I'm going to give it, right? Yep. Like sometimes I think cats really think they God. Exactly. Like cats really be thinking, you, you're not God, man. Right? Like, you're not God. Like, stop judging, man. Stop right. thinking you could tell somebody what to do, how to do it, when to do it. You ain't God. Right? Do it with the right spirit. Leave it alone. Walk off. If you ain't doing it with the right spirit, it count, It cancels itself out anyway. Right? Do it with the right spirit. If you're going to serve as a blessing, serve as a blessing going on about your business. Right? Don't bring it up. Don't talk about it. Don't say, I just did this, did this, and did. No, just serve, bro. Do it with the right spirit, right mentality. And life going to send it back your way. Judge, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the, the catch is, I think, this is just somewhere deep, deep, deep down in my spirit, man. God ain't judging either. Because mm. if you're judging, that means somewhere you don't believe. You don't believe. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. If you believe, what you got judged for? Mm. If you believe in the goodness of folks. Yeah. If you believe in God's power, what yeah. you got to, what you got to judge for? Yeah. All you're doing now is trying to rank and see who gets a hierarchy in God's heart. Mm. What? Man, stop. That's like, that's like Isaiah trying to, trying to compete with Josiah. Uh, all right. Uh, that's strong. Yeah. That's all judge. That's what ju- judgment is, man. Mm. That's what, man. In fact, yes, here, here, here is the, here's the money. Yeah. Right? What you do with it, that's on you. And then the results and the consequences of that, that's already been established. So, it doesn't matter. No doubt. You know, no doubt. you use it to go invest in something and, and come up financially. You use it to go buy whatever for the momentary gain. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to be. No the results are still going to be the same. So judgment is is really left for those folks who don't believe, mm. who don't believe in the power of God, who don't believe in the universe is always going to bend itself to the greater good. Yeah. Folks who don't believe that God is always going to honor a man or woman's work. What am I judging you? For? No, no. Here is the money. Here, here the $10. If I got it in my pocket, you can have it. Yeah. No, judgment is for the weak. Mm. Judgment is for the insecure. Mm. Judgment, <laughs> for real, judgment is for those folks who are trying to figure out where their belief system lies, where their faith lies. No doubt. Let, okay. I'm, and we can say let the judgment go. Not that. Walk in the place. Walk in love. Walk in purity. Try to walk in your divine self. Mm-hmm. And in the process, again, in the process of doing so, judgment will be eliminated. You won't even, it won't even feel the notion of judgment. You won't have the capacity in around you to judge mm. because you'll be filled with love and filled with contentment, filled with like I'm impacting the world. You're getting things back that are positive. Yeah. No, judge, yeah. no judgment is for the weak, man. Yeah. No, Oak, I want to, I want to segue real quick, man. I, I was watching a movie on a plane, the movie Miracle, and I'm this watching up. it. 
you know, about the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the Olympic team, hockey team. And they brought in nineteen eighty, like yeah, man. And they bring in this new coach, and um, Brooks, it, yeah, Brooks. The people on the on the leadership council basically gave them a week, and they brought in all these players from around the country to pick the team. So they gave them a week to scout them, let them scrimmage, let them do their thing. Then they gonna pick the team, right? And so people taking notes, and the first day after they work out, the coach come upstairs and he tell them, "I got my squad." Right? I got my squad. And they like, what you talking about? We got a week of this. Some of, some of the best players, you didn't even see them get busy today. Right? He was like, I ain't looking for the best players. I'm looking for specific players. Mm-hmm. They was like, yeah, but we allotted a week. Let them go through the whole week and then pick them. He was like, no, nah, I know what I want. I know what I need. Right? I got my squad. And they was like, yeah, but let me see the list. He let them see the list. They said, man, like, the most talented guys, they aren't even on the list. He said, I'm going to tell you something. You're talking about talent. He said, your talent will never be enough, no matter how talented you may be. So I ain't building my team and what I'm trying to accomplish just based off of talent. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about this, Oak. Your talent will never Never be be enough, no matter how talented you are. Because talent talent is... um, it's loose. It's it's just out in the world. Or uh, talent is your individual con- contribution to a thing, mm-hmm. right? I can have uh, be in a place, be in a school, and have five talented teachers. Yeah, but those five talented teachers, in terms of instruction, talented, but they don't work together. Mm-hmm. They don't play off of one another. So I got five talented teachers that the students have. Five different holes, five different gaps to get into. Mm-hmm. What I mean by five different gaps, they can play off, play them off of each other. Yeah. So the students are not going to learn. It's not going to be maximum student achievement, right? right? It's not going to be maximum student growth overall in terms of mind, body, spirit, because they're they're individuals. Yeah, talent is individual, mm. right? Just like. You know, the Rams won the Super Bowl. They had a, you know, all t- whole talented team. That's not the reason they won. Mm. The reason they won is because Aaron Donald and Von Miller and uh, Leonard Floyd and all of these cats, uh, uh, the boy from Alabama, uh, the one that's stopping the run, whatever, right? Yeah, he beast. Um, they came and played for each other. No doubt. So talent. Is not talent does not necessarily mean you're gonna play for each other. So that's what you're looking for. Talent won't ever be enough. enough. To uh, the the times in which they won, the teams that he won mm-hmm. is when he, he played for his quarterback. Yeah. When he played for himself, uh, okay. I'm just saying, To any any receiver, yeah. any quarterback who is just out for themselves and out for the stats. You're gonna always just you always reach a point, boom, and it's it's gonna be almost like you just fall off a cliff. Yeah. Like, damn, how did it just fall off so quickly? Yeah. Right? Because there's not there's nothing that sustain you. This is talent. This right here, this is playing it together. Yeah. That's right. Good. When you plan something, when you plan for something other than yourself, when you working for something other than yourself, competing for something other than yourself, that's when you're gonna be successful. Does that mean you're gonna win the Super Bowl? No. That means you're gonna walk off the field just like Cincinnati didn't walk off the field feeling defeated. Yeah. Because they knew they were playing for each other. They were playing for Burrow. Burrow's playing for them. They were playing as a team. So yeah, one team 
is the Super Bowl champions and all of that and wonderful as it may be. But what you saw was two teams that were playing for each other. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That's strong. That's a beautiful thing, man. Because we've seen other instances where a team go out and they fizzle out. Why did yeah. they fizzle out? Because they weren't playing for each other. Mm. Yeah. They weren't playing for each other, right? Yeah. The uh, 2004 Lakers weren't playing for each other. Mm. That's why Detroit, who was player for player, were not as talented. Richard Jefferson, I mean, uh, what is it? Trusty uh, Billups, them. Richard Trusty. Hamilton, right? Big Ben Wallace. Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, they they played for each other. And guess what? They wiped the Lakers off the floor. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Player for player, the Lakers were more talented. And there are always instances. We can go down the line where the talented team fizzles out because not playing because they're not playing for each other. Mm. The talented organization, the people who are talented in organizations fizzle out. The organization fizzled out because they're not doing it for each other. They're doing it for their personal gain. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Coach talent. Brooks had it. He was like, nah, because talent, he, and he know just on a real real simplistic history level lesson, mm -hmm. there were not enough talented American hockey players to beat yeah. Russia. Yep. yep. So talent is not going, talent won't be enough, figuratively and literally, in Absolutely. this sense. Absolutely. Right. Our spirit of coming together, playing together, playing for each other is the only thing going to give us a chance to win. Strong. So I find Umbridge. Mm. With the notion that we say it's a miracle, though. Yeah. That means we still believe talent is enough. Mm. If you believe talent is not enough, if you believe it like Coach Brooks believed, mm. then no, nah, this is not a miracle. This is supposed to happen. This is yeah. the way the ball is supposed to bounce. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a miracle. You know what I'm saying? When yeah, we do yeah, extraordinary yeah. things, right? Mm. It's just like when I talk about black history just in terms of our mentality, right? When we do extraordinary things, we think that, oh, wow, that is so, it's it's just miraculous. Yeah. No, it's normal. It's normal. If you're doing it, taking the steps that we're saying take, believe in the process. Mm -hmm. Trust the process, right? Yeah. Honor the process. Do a thing for, for, for yourself and for other people, for something bigger than yourself. When If you believe in that, then yeah. the results are not miraculous. Mm. The, <laughs> the results are what they're supposed to be. Mm. It's supposed to happen. Yeah, they're supposed to happen. Because I did and trusted the process. Yeah. It's like Alabama didn't lose to Georgia. Mm. Georgia won. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got when, when Ringo was running down that sideline, yeah. you don't see that kid that ran far, straight across that field trying to get to Ringo, and he got, and the kid that was blocking for him, blocking for Ringo, got knocked out because this kid putting his heart into trying to go stop Absolutely. Ringo from, tap, from scoring a touchdown. Oh, yeah. That little stuff right there. Yeah. That lets you know, man. They they trust in the process. They yeah. Georgia won. No we won. Georgia won. <laughs> right? But Alabama didn't lose. Yeah. Yeah. That's what so, you know, we're not we're not talking about the, the results of stuff. We're not mm -hmm. talking about the product of stuff. We're talking about the process and, and putting your heart into something. So talent is always, always gonna fall short to us doing something together and for each other. I love it, man. I love it. It says um your talent will never be enough. And most cats that are extremely talented, like, you got to be careful, Doc, that you don't become a victim of your own talent. Right? I'm going to say it again. Most cats mm -hmm. that are extremely talented, you got to be careful that you don't become a victim of your own talent. Right? Because your talent, when you're extremely talented, 
your talent can ascend you to a place that your character can't sustain you, right? When you're extremely talented. That's why I says your talent will never be enough no matter how talented you are. Your talent will never be enough without character, right? It has to be interconnected because when you got the talent and you got the character to go with the talent, now you got your animal. You got yeah. your certified animal, right? When you got somebody that's talented and they got the character to value what the talent produces, you got your certified a- animal. You got Aaron Donald when it's the last play and he's like, let's go, A.D., Let's go. We need one play to end this thing and to win the Super Bowl. Man, what no way you was about to stop that, man. Right? But you saw the clip a week before that when he was walking saying, this what all that hard work for. This what that sacrifice for, A.D. This what that commitment for, A.D., for this moment right here. That's talent and character. Yeah. Right? When you got a cat with talent and it's on the line, that cat might tap his helmet and say, I'm tired. Because he ain't playing for nobody. Mm-hmm. Playing for stats, right? It's a difference between playing with your teammates and playing for your teammates. It's a difference between living with my family and living for my family, right? Every single day, understanding both talent, but also understanding what talent produces when it's interconnected to character. That's when you get something special, extraordinary, and as my dog would say, different. Yep. Different. And so, man, let's roll into it. Oh, with this rapid fire, man. I got a word for you, Doc. Okay. Progressive. <clears throat> Progressive. Um, what I think about when I hear the word progressive is uh, fighting through your own uh, fears. Mm-hmm. Fighting through your own uh, discomforts. Fighting through those things that you have convinced yourselves are real, right? Yeah. In terms of your limitations. Okay. The only way one can uh, really progress is first off, if you look back and see from which you came, whatever that is, what, where did you start from? Then where you are now and what is keeping you from taking the next step? The analyzation of analyzing, like why, why can't I, why can't I move? Why won't I move? And more times than not, what, prevents progression is um, people being uh, choosing fragility over vulnerability, Mm. right? The only way we're going to be able to progress is if we're vulnerable. I look at it like um, I was saying earlier with, um, with race relations. Mm -hmm. The only way we're going to be progressive is if uh, black and white folks are willing to be vulnerable and look back at the past and say what it was. And then walk through all of those insecurities, all of the guilt, all of the shame. Because just like black people, us, our folks, we sometimes are ashamed. We won't look back because we're ashamed of what the situations we were in. White people won't look back because they were ashamed of the situations that they treated and put black people in. Mm. So either way, you still got to look back and be vulnerable enough. And then once you allow yourself to be vulnerable, be open to what happened, then now you're able to walk through and move forward in that what we call progression. The only way you can progress is you got to be open to failing. You got to be open to falling short. You got to be open to uh, quote unquote looking bad. You got to be open to feeling bad. You got to be open to hurt. So you first be vulnerable. Then from the vulnerability is going to come trauma. From the trauma is going to come healing. 
So progression is vulnerability, trauma, healing. And what happens is some of us get to the place of being vulnerable. Then in that vulnerability comes trauma. Sure. Right. And we get stuck in that place of trauma because we don't have the means, the mechanisms, the strategies of how to heal. So every single thing ends in healing. If we're talking about the other side of progression. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got yeah. you, man. I'm picking up Vun- vulnerability, here. trauma, healing. I um, I want to read this quote card, man, to take us out of here. And um, it reads, never neglect the little things. Never skimp on that extra effort, that additional few minutes, that soft word of praise or thanks, that delivery of the very best that you can do. It does not matter what others think. It is of prime importance, however, what you think about you. You can never do your best, which should always be your trademark. If you are cutting corners, shrinking responsibilities, you're special. Stop doing it and act like it. Never neglect the little things. Appreciate the opportunity every single day to be great. That's our time. We greatly appreciate your ear. Thank you, folks. Appreciate we out of here. Peace. Peace.